Insurance Happy Hour. I'm Becky. And I'm Laird. Hey, Laird. Yes. There's a box on the table. There is a box on the table. What's in the box? <laughs> is this an episode of seven? <laughs> what's in the box? Tell me what's in the box. Hopefully not an episode of seven. <laughs> well, I would hope so, hope so as well. Well, I did have to open it because it was addressed to me. And then we received a gift from a listener. Ooh, a gift? A gift from a listener, yes. And they felt that and they, and they they I think they're going to remain anonymous, but they they loved our chip episode. <laughs> it was a whole episode almost about chips. <laughs> and so whenever you have 10 minutes out of 30 about chips <laughs> and it's a great debate topic, they they felt that we needed to have Nirvana. Okay. The the inception of chips. What's the inception so, of chips? Remind me. So because I've slept since then. Well, well, the first part here is that Fritos. Fritos. We've, we talked about Fritos are pretty great. Well, uh-huh. one of the Fritos that we discussed here was not on the menu of the options we could choose from, and that was the spicy jalapeno Fritos. Correct. Yep. And I said that the jalapeno spice in there is very much just. It's the same stuff that is in the bean dip. Frito hot bean dip. <laughs> so I think that what what we need to do here is I don't know. Are you are you a bean dip person? Yeah. Okay, because we got to try really this. more seven layer dip. But I, so, but, I mean, but this is bean yeah. dip in a can. This is half lard and half beans. I mean, <laughs> this is not. This this was a common snack growing up in my in my household was was bean dip, and we didn't necessarily use the Fritos brand bean dip as much as we just made our own bean dip. But yeah, well, I mean, again, that's where you get the domestic. I I grew up. <laughs> You grew up eating the Fritos bean dip. Yes, I am domestic AF, I know. All right, so first of all, you've got the the bean dip here. Oh, wait, i got to try the Fritos. Now, this is going to totally wreck you know, my diet, so but hey. You know, then, then this well, I'm is, skipping lunch today, so this is it's actually working out for me. All right, and then now, now we're going to chew chips on a very sensitive mic, huh? Oh, well, that's going to be fun. What's unique is it kind of has the flavor of corn nuts. Um, or, it does a little bit, but a little, a little kick to it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's um, that's tasty. That's really good. They oh, need yeah. to make these in the scoop version. Oh, my God, yes. <laughs> I have never been a, as big a fan of the regular Fritos. Because they're so the small. Scoops. Yeah. Oh, yes. And, all right, um, this is a Joel special. That that he taught me this. Have you ever used Frito scoops to scoop up peanut butter? You told me about that. You know, oh, it's it it, it puts um, Frito brand hot bean dip to shame. I used to fry them in butter. Really? Mm-hmm. You used to fry what in butter? Fritos. You just they weren't enough. <laughs> yep. Okay, now I'm having problems getting this can the bean open. Dip open. Yeah, the bean dip because it's like. I'm going to keep like, eating. Right. <laughs> you put this, where do you put this metal top? What is, here, here, I'll get the trash. <laughs> <in here. laughs> uh, as a kid, I would lick the uh, top. And, of course you did. Because <laughs> I was going to run out of bean dip there. But yeah, as a kid, I'd lick the top and my dad would always look at me and go, you're going to cut your tongue off. <laughs> All right, so now... Now you got to try it with the bean dip? It, now it's jalap- spicy jalapeno 
Fritos mm-hmm. with the hot bean dip, which I think is just Inception. I think they just use the same, same, the thing. same flavor. That's good. Yeah, that's tasty. <laughs> that's really good. <laughs> now, just just in case that wasn't the thing, they also sent jalapeno and cheddar. Uh, this is something I've never had. First of all, that's different than this. <clears throat> Yeah, this is because, because of the cheese. I, I guess, but I've never opened this, mm. so I have no clue what's inside this and how this cheese is um, dispersed. It, dispersed would be the right word. Because look at this; <laughs> it's like it just looks like bean dip. Yep. And so we open this up, and then all of a sudden, it just looks like bean dip, and there's no cheese. Oh, <laughs> it's queso. It's queso. It's jalapeno cheddar. <laughs> I thought it was jalapeno cheddar cheese. Oh, man, I'm diving in this. <laughs> oh, my goodness. You'll have to okay. tell me later who to thank because I know they're going to remain anonymous. But thank you. Yeah, well. To whoever sent us Fritos and <laughs> dipping queso. Because <laughs> I'm not kidding when I'm saying I'm, I'm skipping lunch today. Just too many things happening. Wow. That's actually pretty good. That's good stadium cheese. Mm-hmm. You know, stuff that you get at a stadium and – Wow. Yeah. Needs to be heated up, but yeah. Wait, hold on. Are you going to dip the bean? <laughs> we're going to we're gonna dip it in the bean dip and then the cheese. Okay. People might stop thinking if we're drinking and maybe they think we're smoking dope or something. Because <laughs> it's like, yeah, let's do that. All right, here we go. Oh. All right. That's uh, – that that that's uh, part two of go cry in the corner while you're eating <laughs> something you're not supposed to. Uh, thank you, dear listener. That was uh, fun. Yeah, that was. Uh, I appreciate it very much. Now there's a gaping bag of <laughs> Fritos. Fritos on the table. <laughs> you're like, mm. I'm going to try not to eat anymore while we're recording because I'm sure the sound of the chewing was not. Yeah, we probably lost some people. <laughs> We both tried to get off mic, and I could hear yours. I could hear yours, too. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I'm going to try really hard not to eat anymore while we're talking. (laughs) (laughs) And and that's the thing about spicy food, though, Mm -hmm. is that once you eat it, your body almost, like, requires you to eat more. Yeah. To, like, satiate it. Like, I always thought it was kind of like the saltiness. I can pop a chip in my mouth that's just salty. And, all right, tastes like chip. Great. Fantastic. I don't need to eat anymore, but spicy stuff like spicy chicharrones or spicy uh, chips. Oh, Doritos did have a fantastic flavor. It's like street taco flavor. I haven't tried that. It's gone. They don't have it anymore, but it was really good. (laughs) I was on a road trip every, like, I was like, every hour I was like, yeah, I got to (laughs) stop. <laughs> and then I figured out and then I figured out that Love's truck centers were the only ones that had these chips. So yeah. oh well we could start by that TA. Nope. We're we're going to Love's. Find <laughs> <laughs> me Loves. Uh, <clears throat> all right. Well, you know, we we'll have to create a focus we'll we'll have to create a new podcast exclusively for the for the About chip tales. <laughs> and other shameful eats. <laughs> We'll call it that shameful eats. <laughs> well, there's like video on the internet. Instead of good eats, it's shameful eats. <laughs> shameful eats. <laughs> well, 
there's a video out on the internet about this guy who like sits there and like gorges himself like tons of food and during while he's doing it he's like shameful crying oh yeah i mean this was on tosh so i saw this originally on tosh and no i don't subscribe to this guy's channel i assure you but it yeah shamefully it's to be pretty good i know right did you guys listen to a podcast called shameful eats (laughs) (laughs) what did you shame eat today And what's really crazy is once you get that going, could be really therapeutic. It could, actually. but once you get on a diet though, and then you have just like something that's maybe just a little off script on the diet, yeah. And all, and then it's like, oh, I ate, I ate that. I was within my calories today, but I shouldn't have eaten that. <laughs> and Fritos. here we are. Fritos <laughs> dipped in bean dip, dipped in cheese. Inception. <laughs> uh, yeah. Like you create a wormhole, <laughs> self feeding cycle. I mean, I'm staring it down. Like I'm I know, like, I know. I'm like, oh, all right. So you're going. I can still taste the jalapeno. I kind of want more. <laughs> all right. Oh, I promise you that we are not any stoners over here. But <laughs> sometimes when you're hungry, late on a Friday, it's pretty good. That you want some? You want some? Uh, Spicy Jalapeno Fritos brand. By the way, we're still looking for sponsorships. <laughs> Frito Lay, you're just like, you know. Right down the road. Down the road from us. <laughs> Give us a call. All right. What are we talking about today? Your good buddy. Uh, who? <laughs> you, which one? I've, 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 I'm starting <laughs> to get man crushes on a lot of people, so I'll probably go Elon Musk. Yes. Okay. Um, last week... Tool kind of is going to release an album soon, so I- <laughs> no, not that one. <laughs> Tesla announced last week plans to launch their own insurance product. Thought they already did that. No, that was through Liberty Mutual. Oh, okay. Wait, right. wait. I was, I was going. Really, are we going to talk about this? And then, ooh, this is this is different. This this turned a little bit. Yes. Oh, I I can pontificate on why they did it. Mm-hmm. Is that Teslas are extremely expensive to insure traditionally. Yep. And it's due to they don't know where parts, you know, you don't have a lot of service centers and all that to repair. Like repair shops have to be specialized. They have specialized equipment. They're more aluminum, all those types of things. And they charge a lot for that. And the all the ones are getting there. And then a lot of times there's no OEM parts. That mm-hmm. come into that, and right now, that's a big deal. You see a lot of you know car brands that if they want to push insurance, they want to make sure OEM parts are included because mm-hmm. for ob- obvious reasons, they want you know they want the money. Yeah, but so I'm gonna go. I'm gonna say that that's why is that the the prices were so high and astronomical that Tesla Tesla's like, well, we can do it. And we can make sure it's all done in our wheelhouse and mm-hmm. we can reduce costs and we can actually offer insurance cheaper. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't think he really went into when he made this announcement why they're creating their own um, insurance product. The, the, his quote was, it'll be much more compelling than anything else out there, which is to your point, it's probably about the price. Yeah, it's it's price and because that's that's a big complaint. People... Actually, I've seen, and now it makes a little sense, is that I think 
Elon uh, actually tweeted something or retweeted or replied to someone that they're like, you know, the prices for my Tesla are three times my price for anything else. Mm-hmm. So if you have a Tesla, you're, yeah, great. You're not going to pay money on gas, but you're going to pay it all to insurance. Yep. And I, you know, that goes back to one of the things that makes Tesla's really cool is that they're actually software. Mm-hmm. The, the majority of it is software and they can make updates to it. They can do all that. So whenever you start making these generic parts that can do all these things, but it's the software that makes them do those things, yep. the price actually should be going down. So I don't know why insurers, but also, you know, the, the, you know, the, the opposite of this is that insurance and uh, companies know what they're doing. Yeah. Well, this, this is, that's kind of the point of one of the, um, opinion articles about this announcement that I, I came across, uh, that I found to be most interesting is insurance companies are all about the data, right. Mm-hmm. And using the data to inform how they set their rates. Mm-hmm. One of the best being progressive and even with Progressive's telematics, this little snapshot, whatever, that they've been using now, um, Tesla still has far more data on their drivers than Progressive would. Because every single one of the vehicles reports up, and it reports up a reports, ton more factors. Exactly. ton more factors, including things like how loud they're listening to music while they drive. What? My headphones are turned up higher than yours for reasons. <laughs> <laughs> Does it have anything to do with? That I used to have a booming stereo system in my car. Yeah. Like to the point that one day my rearview mirror rattled off. <laughs> yeah, I was one of those guys. <laughs> like I look back in that time of my life, I met a lot of friends, hung out a lot of things, but I was a total douche. I mean, like really looking back at that, I was like high school, I would spend every one of my paychecks from CompUSA and Computer City and I would go to Circuit City. And I couldn't work at Circuit City because I just, I would never actually work. I'd just stare at the stereos all day long. But I upgraded my stereo, speakers, amps, rewired, all that. I mean, the guys at the shop knew me by name. I walked in, oh, hey, Larry, hey, what are you doing today? I was a nerd, but I can tell you that uh, there was a time driving through Colorado. I had the music up way loud in that thing, and uh, there was a cop behind me for like five or six miles. Didn't even know it because I was just focused on the road. wasn't really paying attention. It was a long stretch, and uh, he was like, I was about to call the spike strips out on you. And I'm like, dude, I'm sorry. <laughs> just had the music up too loud. <laughs> but, you know, yeah, in how loud the music is. That's Right, a- right. So – your UBI programs from traditional insurers will be able to tell what data, how fast you're driving, whether you're got aggressive braking or cornering, right? And and Tesla has all that, but they have the how loud you're listening to your music, how alert are you while you're driving because they're able the steering the mm-hmm. movement of your steering wheel or your eyes tracking, you know, the day of the week and the time of the day and all of that stuff. You know, are you staying within your lanes? Yeah. Things like that that your traditional yeah. models don't have, Tesla has. So they, they would be able to create a very precise model exactly. that's based upon your driving. See, that's, that's, that's the long-term holy grail for car manufacturers is that they've tried many, many times. I mean, that's where GMHC insurance came from back in the you know, 90s and 2000s. It was General Motor Acceptance Corporation trying to get into insurance to – tie into their vehicles and sales and their, their leasing and, mm-hmm. and financing operations. 
it, not only the driving behavior, their cars can collect the driving environment. Oh, yeah. Because, I mean, if you sit there and go, well. What routes are you taking? What were the road conditions like? What was traffic like? Yeah, no, that's that's a fantastic. Are all these data points are in there? In this article that I wow, found yesterday, yeah. Because that's a really great, that's a great idea because you could sit there and say, well, I drive in Dallas. But I drive my I have a shift that allows me to come in at 11 a.m. and leave at 9 p.m. Mm-hmm. so that there's no traffic on the road. So even though I drive in, in Dallas, the majority of the time I'm in completely free flowing traffic. Right. And there's not a lot of vehicles around me and all that type of stuff. That's interesting. Isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yep. And this is this is the kind of thing they're going to be able to build into their rates. And be yeah. able to use that data to inform how they how they set their rates. You know, one of the things that I, boy, I'm really going on a rabbit trail on this one. One of the things that I really, really detest is I actually would rather sit in stop and go traffic during rush hour mm-hmm. than drive between the hours of 11 and 2 a.m. to p.m. Why? Um, Sunday drivers. Mm-hmm. Let's just say that. Yeah. Just that you get people who don't want to normally go out during the day, you know, during rush hour, but then they, they travel out there one day a week or whatever it is that they're out there driving. Drivers are horrible between 11 and two. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is. They're just bad drivers. And then, you know, you get back to more like rush hour and all of a sudden, Oh, well, great. The, the normal drivers are back. I can get this. I wonder if any insurance companies actually have data on that. To, somebody does because like it's it's a theory of mine that actually driving drivers are worse during those hours than they are during rush hour but mm-hmm. also rush hour you don't have as much tra- you don't have as many cars going as fast and slower yeah sure right. if you work for an insurer and you have that data let us know <laughs> <laughs> well i mean it was uh i if you, you it's amazing that we have some fun data like mm. um crvs don't you own a crv i do oh yeah you know that uh, I think it's like 94% of uh, CRV uh, drivers are women. I used to per drive insurance. it. I know, I know you did, but then you got the mom wagon. I did. So you went further, further. <laughs> further down that path. <laughs> but, um, you, you know, it's really I, – I, I love these little weird metrics that you can sit there and – and then after I learned that metric about CRVs, I started watching advertising for CRVs. And the c- advertising is directed towards women. Yep. It was on, on – Women related shows, stuff like that. It's kind of it's kind of cool, and you know, know your audience exactly. But so further down this point of Tesla having their own insurance product, do you think they would be then working to control or change their driver behavior using their software? Oh hell yeah! Oh yeah! Like having a having a little gauge on your car mm-hmm. that says, "Here's your, you know, based upon your driving." So it's it's like what everybody's trying to do with the apps, but they put it directly in their car, right? Right? Oh, that's okay. It's a little scary. I would hate that. I would absolutely hate that. Mm-hmm. But you know, the the people in there that there's a lot of people in the world that well. They, they don't mind being surveilled right. because they say, if I'm not doing anything wrong, then what am I worried about? That's such a dangerous – that's right. a dangerous way to think. <clears throat> and so you have, you have that and um, – but a lot of people will be okay with that. Like Snapshot, a lot of people are, are, are okay with this. They install apps hoping that it will get their driving record, their pricing down. And that would be really cool just have a little dashboard. Here, here's your current insurance score. 
and then your your price just sit there and you slam on the gas and you you drive really aggressive for the next three days. It's like your your um, gas mileage mm-hmm. little indicator that whether you're being. <laughs> it's green that, or whatever. Since they can save money on their gas indicators because it doesn't have gas, they can now do an insurance indicator. <laughs> insurance indicator. Well, no, I'm, what I mean is even even further than that. You know, they could um, – the, the point in this article is they could simply roll out an over-the-air update that installs a governor on your vehicle preventing you from going 30 miles over the speed limit. True. I mean they could. Will okay. they? Yeah. No. Well, maybe, Volvo, maybe not. But Volvo just, I think, just put a governor at one ten on their cars. Yeah. And then when you start doing that, when you go, all right, we don't have to have a car that does a hundred and you know hundred and forty miles an hour because no one will ever do it here in the states. There's no reason to have a car that do, does that. So then they can start changing gearing and all that so they can get massive acceleration, mm-hmm. like launch off the line three sec. Because that's one thing you can do is that. You put like a 411 rear gear in a Mustang. Yeah, this is my old, my old world. Put a 411 <laughs> rear gear in a Mustang. You can have some really fast uh, zero to 60 times. But you can't really do 90 miles an hour because like, the engine is trying to do 90 miles an hour because it's just not geared for it. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, then they can start designing cars to do that. And you just opt in to increases. But also, doesn't Tesla already have the the, the kid driver mode where it can actually restrict kids to, to over the speed limits and There's all that? There's the ludicrous mode. And I'm not sure – I'm not oh. familiar with that. But that was oh, ludicrous, the ludicrous mode, mode is not the mode you give to your kids. <laughs> no, probably not. And, and, and since you missed the Spaceball reference, it's actually a reference to Spaceball because – they had light speed and they are hyper speed. And then it was like, you know, and then the, the highest one was ludicrous mode. And instead of having the streaming lights, like the, the stars that you see in star, star Wars uh-huh. and star Trek and all that, um, they went the plaid. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> um, oh man. All right. But, but, um, with ludicrous mode is the mode that actually turns off all the, all the safety mechanisms on the, the motors yeah. and allows it to launch it. Like, you know, people take stock Teslas down to racetracks, turn mm-hmm. on ludicrous mode and beat very, you know, a thousand horsepower cars. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So you don't want to give a kid the, <laughs> the ludicrous, ludicrous mode. mode. <laughs> Did you thought maybe it was the singer mode? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I do not follow Tesla with any sort of, Attention, turn except on, for the fact that turn I turn on ludicrous mode and, and starts like, rapping at you and, and acting really poorly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, but I think I think the, the the question is if if you know they're they're they get the pricing wrong, having their own insurance product may not be a great idea. Right? Well, th- but they could either choose to stop doing it or try to get their drivers to be have better driving behaviors through some really heavy-handed methods well then the uh, the other thing is you've heard about the uh keep summer safe mode no that's a rick and morty reference and actually that is what elon musk called it was keep summer safe so obviously he's a rick and morty fan which is kind of cool you do know what we say to the god of death right Apophis? Not today. Not today? That's a Game of Thrones reference, Laird. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, uh, Throwing references in my face that I don't get. God and war, God of war and death uh, is Apophis in Egyptian 
You know the most random facts. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah. I, I knew this beforehand, but if you ever watch Stargate SG-1, Okay. Uh, that that was where it's from. That that's not where it was from, but it was. That's where you heard it. Th- th- no, I knew about it before then, but that's where it got ingrained. Like now, <laughs> I know this this factoid. But going back to the, and it's really called Sentry Mode, mm-hmm. where it uses all the cameras and it detects movement and it starts recording. So not only do they have built-in cameras that can be used for you know dash cam. Yep. And see how accidents progress in front of them. But also, these uh, cars can actually see all around them. And then if someone's trying to break in or looking in your car, it will alert you and live stream that data to up to a server to make sure that uh, someone does steal your car. They know exactly who it is. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So now you add that. I mean, you, you remove... There's a lot of, you know, there is a component. It doesn't happen often, but people's cars getting stolen, their rims getting stolen, whatever it may be. Especially like Tesla, where the parts are expensive. You know, um, that's another component that they can suss out from their pricing. Yep, that's cool. Yeah, I'm, I, I like that. I like using data and analytics, uh, and I could see that that that. And I've talked about on a more. Um, <clears throat> um, I, I've talked about this more and more. Is that. Um, I'm not worried about autonomous vehicles. I'm worried about connected vehicles. Connected yeah. vehicles is what is going to transform. And we've talked about this on the show before. Yep. It will transform how insurance is done. Now, granted, we're still, I mean, unless you plug in a device or you opt into it or you allow it. Um, because even even like if you have OnStar, remember OnStar was giving people, hey, we'll we'll activate your OnStar for three years for free mm-hmm. and give you all this service. You know what? They were actually get, making money from the data. From the data. Yeah. That's that's why they did it. Is they were able to do that. That's the other thing. You know, you see these TVs like fifty inch TVs are, are like three hundred bucks, right? You're like, how do they afford to do that? They sell your watching data. Mm. And so you have to know how to opt out. But, you know, all vehicles like the Ford, the Sync, the Embrace, all those different um, things, they do report up, but they don't report up with the level of detail that Teslas do. So the vehicles today, even if they could report or they do report or they report up through an ODB 3, 2, whatever the progressive dongle is, that's uh, not enough as much data as Tesla would be collecting. And so right now we're still good 15, 20 years because of the amount of time it takes for people to stop driving cars that, you know, or turn in new cars. So if people today, all cars to today, right now, all new cars had this connected, um, you know, connect, fully connected with all the data that Tesla gathers, mm-hmm. it'd still be 15, 20 years before it does it. But then it completely transforms the industry. Yeah. But right now people aren't buying cars. Have you seen those, those stories? We talked a little bit about that uh, a month or two ago, I think, about massive, the number of cars being down. Massive inventories. Yeah. People are and, – and now de- uh, manufacturers are telling dealers, oh, well, if you want this really cool car, you have to go buy 15, 20 of these really just run-of-the-mill cars for you to get that cool car. And Or if you want to get the new Jeep model, then you got to buy 15 Rams. And dealers are just like, we're at wit's end. We can't. We can't do this anymore, and they just keep pumping out more and more cars, and they're just sitting idle. Mm. So, again, 
consumers are the number of drivers are going up, number of vehicles on the road are going up. It's just the average tenure of a vehicle on the road is continues to go up. It continues to get older. Yeah. So the the last thing I want to mention is that the fronting agent for Tesla's insurance product is State National, um, because they filed they filed an application in California and got approved last month. Okay. And it's called they, they called it Tesla program in their application. Mm. So this is a little interesting. Not sure if it's going to be they're doing it at MGA or what, but yeah. And, and would they offer it to agents? That's the the other question yeah. is would they offer it to agents or you have to buy it directly from Tesla? Because, you know, they, they should look at opening up that to agents because, you know, a lot of you might have one Tesla, but you might have three other cars. So if the if Tesla already has the, you know, or the, if the agency already has that business yep. for all the non-Teslas in the household, and then you want to add a Tesla, then you'd have to have two different policy, you know, two, not two different policies, but you'd have to go two different sources. So it, it makes sense if they open that up too. Yeah, I think so. I think so. That's a great story. I know. I thought it was an interesting um, – when it came across my my inbox last week, I was like, okay, we're going to be talking about this because this is this is, this is is interesting. Well, um, you know, we there's a cu- other couple things. What do you, what do you think about the uh, change? First of all, um, I think since the last time we talked or that the last time we had an episode that uh, – we had free time to talk about it, even though we're at 30 minutes right now, um, is that uh, Technary got purchased by Applied. Yep. And then yesterday, Applied, or Wednesday or whatever this week, um, Applied had a new CEO. Yep. That's, uh, they're, they're making some moves over there. Yeah. And, and, the, and their, their new CEO, Taylor Rhodes, certainly has a pretty impressive resume he does um and you know he used to work at eds but as just he was just kind of like sales and strategic and stuff like that never really been you know never jumped directly into the executive realm but really when he got to rackspace he went from effectively was like a biz dev person in their cloud division i think and worked his way up through like six or seven roles at rackspace until he became president and ceo Yep. That's that's awesome. I love stories like that, obviously. But that's that's really cool that you know worked his way up and now he's running a massive uh, insure tech company or insurance technology driven company. But let's <laughs> not say they're insure tech. But that's a uh, interesting moves because you're getting a, a lot of high visibility inside the insurance industry right now, and this is just the old stalwarts of applied and Vertifor getting attention from people like capital G yep. and getting attention of high, high running, high, high functioning uh, CEOs. Not that Reed French wasn't. I mean, Reed French has a, a great history. Well, he's still and staying on the board. He I is, but, yeah. but he, you know, he did wonders for that company, but what they're doing is they're injecting new lifeblood. They're, mm-hmm. they're injecting new ideas and all of that. So it's a really cool. And it's, it's kind of good that, you know, we'll, we'll see how, how that goes at applied net this year when I, Sneak in once again. <laughs> Do you think you'll be able to with Reed not there? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. The, the even, other... even, even less. I mean, because I was sitting there walking down the hall and he goes, Laird, how'd you get in? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> uh, I, was, I was hanging outside and I heard some ruckus and I heard there was free beer. <laughs> so I showed up. Uh, the other news this week was that Varuna got um, some what was it? Six million dollars? Yeah, investment yeah. from two carriers. Which which is interesting because that comes really on the heels of applied, and they're both based upon Salesforce. And 
you know, the, the guys over John Lincoln and the, uh, and the guys over at Veruna are great. They, they have the right mindset. And really, this this infusion of cash, I think, will really help them continue to grow that business yep. and really make something out of it. And, you know, I always have this argument of, like, why use Salesforce? Because, first of all, you're paying Salesforce, like, 75% of your fee that you're paying total yep. goes to Salesforce. You never own your technology, all that type of stuff. There, there's there's a risk to that. However, you know, a lot of people are using Salesforce as their, their CRM. Mm-hmm. And um, so it's it's a no-brainer to add agency management system. I think that if you look back at the applied purchase, they were really going after the employee benefits side. Tech yep. Canary was doing pretty good on that side. And a lot of EB firms were actually using Salesforce. So it just comes comes it in. But if you read that press release, it's – there. It's all it, – they mentioned the, the marketing capabilities. Well, that's the marketing capabilities of Salesforce. Tech Canary didn't have any of the marketing But because Tech Canary is built on Salesforce. Correct. Correct. Yeah. And then you you turn around and uh, but then they say they're going to integrate their award winning um, management system Epic into Salesforce and I'm like okay <laughs> so effectively it's just it's going to be a refocus on going back towards Salesforce yep oh. interesting interesting time I know we live in an interesting world. God, this bag of chips. I'm, I know, I, it's calling my name. I'm so hungry. I, 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 I kind of want to pull the uh, cookie monster. <laughs> <laughs> and what's really funny about that is looking back, I, you know, cookie was eating that, cookies were eating, cookie monster was eating that cookie, you know? Mm-hmm. And really, it's the puppeteer grabbing that cookie and with their hand and up. crumbling yeah. it up and then shaking it out of their hand. I'm like, oh, kids, kids don't notice. But it seems like uh, kids these days are getting more and more observant. So yes, maybe, maybe that's why, maybe, maybe that's why Sesame Street is now on HBO. So, you know, you're watching Sesame, you know, come out and play. <laughs> hey Bert. You got Ernie out there and they, uh, and then coming next on Game of Thrones. <laughs> They're not back to back. That would be cool if it was. <laughs> Stick around kids. It'd be cool if they had the dragons on Sesame Street. Man, the, the current Game of Thrones season is, is just – everybody's so hyped up on it. And almost like I want to I want to be the old man on my porch. Like, no, I'm not going to watch it. Because <laughs> everybody – like on Sirius XM, um, who's the queen of dragons? Danny. Okay. But Daenerys, she said – says her full like title the mother of dragons mother of dragons uh queen of aragon and you Dothraki. know the, the, whatever <laughs> <laughs> i was gonna say queen of mitchum mitchum deodorant <laughs> no 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 but it, it, i mean she talks for like 12 seconds and it's just her stating her full title from the show and i'm like that's 12 seconds i'm not getting back in my life <laughs> and i've heard it 12 30 40 50 times now yep it's a good show, though. Okay. Well, everyone's so excited because you're getting the payoff for a lot of things that have been kind of swirling around for seven seasons. Well, that's good because, you know, I hate it when shows, you get invested in shows and they, they pick up a plot line and then they just... Let it go. Torch it. I mean, there's it, been yeah. some of that, but not not a, not a lot. What happened to this dude? Mm. All right. So, uh, you have plans this weekend. I do. Yeah. I'll do. be there. I'll be late. I know. I know we're doing our crawfish boil. Yeah. This weekend. This is the the third annual. 
Or third or fourth? I think it's, I think it's, it's the third. fourth. Okay. That, no, there's been three so far, so this will be the fourth. Yeah, yes. I think this is the fourth. Yeah. Um, and and my husband got for Christmas last year a, a, his own crawfish pot, and mm-hmm. so he's very excited to get to break it in tomorrow. How, how many pounds of uh, crawfish? I think we got 45. Not bad. Yeah. Got that dipping sauce? Uh, I, I'll make it, sure. That's the best part. Just give me a spoon. I mean, here, here, here. Take those. Take all of this. I will bag this up for you. I'll put this into a Frito doggy bag, and you guys can take this and have your guests enjoy that. And and you can tell the the entomology of where that came from. So, there you go. The box of of Fritos and box of shame. <laughs> Might, might see if I can go shove some more in my mouth before my next meeting. <laughs> All right. Well, um, yeah, let's let's head out of here today. But. Well, dear listeners, what do you think about Tesla offering its own insurance product? Um, you know, you think it's it's going to be good, or do you are you worried about? I don't know the data, the control that they're going to have over their cars. Hit us up. On Twitter, I am Becky L. Schroeder. Laird is L. Ricksford. You can also tweet using the hashtag insurance happy hour or you can use the hashtag shameful eats is a must do show. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. And subscribe if you have not already. Yeah, if you, if you, in your pop favorite podcast. If you, if you just happened on that, you were just cruising in the around the web and you saw, ooh. This is a podcast. Oh, Spotify is going to start making podcast recommendations that they put in line with your listening. Interesting. Yeah. Our Spotify listen Spotify listens has gone up. I know. Because that's that's where the cool kids are now. Oh, apparently. It, it, yeah. Like Apple, Apple's shutting down iTunes. Um, not the, the actual app. And now it's just all going to be on your phone or on the web. Yeah. You're losing the iTunes app. Yeah. I know an awful lot about Apple for someone who hates apples. You do. <laughs> you can help yourself. All right. Well, it's been fun. It was awesome. I've got nothing to say because my mouth is full of Fritos. I'm just eating. It's good.